I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Welcome to the American Horror Story podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for the American Horror Story Freak So Freak So Freak Show season four, episode twelve. I'm your host Cecily. I'm your host Aaron, and uh, this is uh, in, this is episode four twelve entitled Showstoppers because you have to stop the show when you kill every main cast member, and we're almost there. <laughs> They're certainly trying, aren't we're they? Almost there. Uh, we both really liked last week's episode, Magical Thinking. I thought this episode was mostly crap. Really? Except for it was awesome when they chopped Maggie in half. Uh, I thought that was so cool. Well, let's just get right into it then, shall we? This episode was directed by Lori Peristeri. I Peristeri? Think hmm. Um, you might know her from she's a visual effects supervisor on Firefly, Serenity, Buffy, and Angel. No shit. Yeah, I love this woman. Uh, and she directed a couple episodes of Freak Show and also six episodes of Banshee, which we're currently watching. Oh my god, Banshee's so much fun. Yeah, uh, fun in the same uh, kind of way that it's just like all out gore, action, sex. The same way this episode was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just balls of the wall. So. And it was written by Brad Falchuk and Ryan Murphy together as a team, mm. which they generally do things together. So if you don't know who they are, then shame on you. Where have you been? Why are you starting now? <laughs> um, we'll start with the episode. Start with the episode? Showstoppers. Okay. Uh, Richard Edgington. They're having a big celebration. Because I'm sorry, what was that name again? Richard Edgington. <laughs> okay. I've totally fused them together. Uh, they're having this big celebration because they're celebrating that uh, uh, Elsa's going away. Yep. Because Mr. Edgington has gotten her this fine Hollywood career. And they're celebrating Chester taking over. The molester taking over. And everybody's happy. And she said, hey, this is a freaks only thing, this next thing. We need you to leave. But uh, guess who stays? Richard. Stanley. Richard Stanley Edgington. <laughs> RSE. Because he's going to be honored with a present. And the freaks take great delight on they, they do a bunch of different stuff. They recount to him the plot of the movie Freaks, which we've talked about. They do, uh, and they, then they do it, then they which do. I thought was strange. Then, then yeah, it's very so, heavy-handed. And, and then they present him with the head of the museum, director of museum of uh, oddities, morbidities, or whatever the m- museum of morbidities head. There you go. And she straps him to the wheel. She stabs him in the legs. She tells him to run. But they basically reenact the ending of the movie Freaks in mm-hmm. this episode. And they take about two minutes to tell us the basic plot of the movie Freaks. It, to me, this would have worked much better as a homage. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, they could have left out the plot thing, and it's, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we've had a lot of feedback from people that are fans of the original and, and know about it. And uh, it would maybe... be very cool for them people to just be lorded over the... Others that don't get that reference, and, ex- and it'd be on the internet, but just make right, it explicit. I, just, I don't understand why. I think there's a chance that Ryan Murphy didn't want to be accused of plagiarism or whatever that 
that word is in visual terms because it was almost like shot for shot. Yeah, but the exact way that Russell Edgington looks in the end and the way that they crawled at him under the carriage. I mean, it was I just rewatched it again just to refresh my memory of right. the movie and it's almost exactly the same. So not quite an homage, more like he just redid it in color. So Yeah, but I think that But we didn't need the explanation, no. No, and I don't think anybody would accuse him of plagiarism in a freak show season. I don't know, maybe I'm not I, mean, I think it, I think this audience is a lot younger than we are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting so old. <laughs> uh, let's move on so to So Eve grabs him up, straps him to the spinning knife wheel, whatever that's called. The spinning knife wheel. That's uh, the term. Yeah. And then Elsa accuses Stanley Edgington of having brought death into the camp, which I don't think is really a fair assessment. Okay. Because I think Jimmy brought the death into the camp. Yeah, he's the one that brought the original sin for sure. A lot of this stuff doesn't make good internal sense, but on the other hand, I'm really glad that we're done with a lot of these characters. Speaking of characters that I'm done with, we... Go over to uh, Jimmy, and he's for some reason he's being held like off campus in a barn. Yeah, for some kind of illegal hand experimentation. I th- this whole thing felt like it was clandestine for no good reason. Yeah, yeah, maybe because maybe either. did he break out of prison? Yeah, they're hiding him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, okay, that makes sense. All right, never mind. We you retract. We retract our bitching on that on that area only. <laughs> we reserve the right to bring the bitches back at any time. <laughs> And uh, you made an interesting uh, note while we were watching this together that uh, Jimmy's range is basically just screaming. His yeah. Lines. He yells, he's my father. Ah! Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. and it's not even, he somehow screams in a monotone. Yeah, he screams he in the most boring, hackneyed way possible. I really can't stand this character, and I really have learned to loathe this actor. Mm-hmm. So uh, then let's just move on then. So like he's approaching like the Christian Stewart slash what's the other lead from Twilight? Cedric Diggory, I think his name was. Cedric Diggory, yeah. Uh, they're approaching a point where like I don't care even if they do good work later. I will never know it because I just cannot stand seeing their face if they're not actively being mocked. <laughs> so I really hope right. he doesn't come back for next year's American Horror Story. All right. Me either, but he will. So uh, the next scene is uh, Elsa is trying to get the lighting right because she's going to be staying now that she's killed Stanley. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's trying to get the lighting spotlight right. And then uh, what's his name? Maximo Araceli. I think it's Maximo Araceli shows up in the sun and the sunlight is blocking him out. And there's just a. There's this air and things. (laughs) What do you call that stuff? It's not fog. It's the daylight, like with the where you can see the stuff in the The air. The motes of light. Is that the word for it? Floating in the sun, the the daylight, the light shaft. I thought it was really interesting and romantic. And this scene didn't work for you. It worked for me really well. No, because I'm like, I don't care about Elsa. She does not deserve a happy ending. I do not care about this doctor. Why should I care about this doctor? Because he loved a horrible woman at some point. He's not a doctor. He's an artist. Oh, well, they refer to him as Dr. Maximoto or whatever. I don't Mi- Miyamoto Shigeru, I think. Nope, nope. The inventor of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of the Houstons in general. 
as I'm sure from previous episodes, you've heard me go on and on about them. Yeah, I'm a big Jack, Angela, and what is this guy's name? Danny. 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 I'm a, I'm a big Houston Danny fan Houston. in general, too. Yep. I rep the H-Town. <laughs> it's going down. I just think the this character sucks. <laughs> that's, that's all. All right. That's fair. So then we hop on over onto Chester's dick, <laughs> which the twins are doing. Pretty sweet. Uh, we got to see the whole back assembly of the twins' operation. Yeah, that was really interesting. I thought it's weird because, like, I was trying to, I was trying to get a good idea of where the spines converged. Yeah, but the it's... way they did the effect, it's like you know that old joke about Loki playing the trick on the dwarves. They couldn't. I couldn't find where the neck ended and the head began. I couldn't find out where the spine ended and the lower back stuff began. It was just very tastefully and skillfully done. It was. It was very nice. And you, you know, know you'll recall I was a big skeptic of this Sarah Paulson makeup job preseason. Yeah, like you I were. thought it was going to not work at all, and yeah. it has so worked. Well, you know what's interesting about that is you ever watch movies from like even five years ago that have these massive special effects and you look at it and you think yeah. to yourself, oh my God, how did I ever fall for that? Mm-hmm. But this is working for us now in another five years. It could look terrible. Yeah. Because I was, I remember actively thinking when I was watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Special effects just can't get any better. Yeah. And then I recently watched a couple scenes from that and there's a lot of stuff. I mean, not a lot of stuff, but there is enough CG on that that looks a little creaky. Yeah. That I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I, I. There's some things like Interstellar. Yeah. That I feel like those things are so grounded in reality, and you know, it was kind of so hard and angular and metallic and plasticky and all that 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 maybe it'll age well. But you know, in the way that like the 2001 Space Odyssey effects have aged well. But yeah, yeah I I totally agree. I don't remember what we were talking about. We were just talking about her back. Oh, okay. <laughs> so in 10 years, we're going to be like, that's Star Trek The Next Generation level crap. No, not even Star That's yeah. Babylon 5. <laughs> that's that's 70s era who is what they used <laughs> oh, on Sarah geez. Paulson's back. What the hell? Yeah. So um, so they are all, in turn, making eye contact with Marjorie the doll. Um, she asks if just this once we can put him away, or put her away, rather, and mm. he does. And then, uh, we reasonable go, request, yeah. And then they're both able to finish all three of them at the same time. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> well, that would make sense if you're a twin. No, yeah, that made sense that that would go up, but yeah, that si- simultaneous trigasm that's, <laughs> that's that's amazing, impressive. It's um, ever elusive. <laughs> that's a special effect that doesn't stand up to the test of time. <laughs> um, so then Marjorie is scolding him later for being a murderer and. Being responsible for these deaths. And All that bullshit. He's both, he's, uh, I think his mind is aligning with reality and his own um, delusions. Mm-hmm. So where is that? That place where those two things meet is pure madness, I believe. Okay. <laughs> so that's what's happening to him. He's realizing that he's the murderer. She's just a doll and that he has to kill the twins. Yeah, I like how he's getting some logical faculties back. Like, well, she couldn't have killed it because she's just a doll. And Aaron's theory about her being supernatural is full of shit. Um, but on the other hand, he's able to still listen to her commands. Yes. Like, I'm just, a, I'm just a, yeah, you did. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. It took you to the 12th round, but you finally scored a I knew knockdown. I should have been more firm in my convictions. <laughs> Damn it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's interesting that, 
as he gets that grip of that logical reason, he then still is taking commands from the doll. Yeah. That's funny. That's what I'm saying. It's strange that he's just making, I don't know. It's strange. It only gets stranger from mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Um, the freaks have decided to hang out in Ethel's trailer because, duh, it's the best. Right. Sure. It, why haven't you been doing this sooner? She's been hoarding up 10 years worth of alcoholism <laughs> without drinking it. So it's the party. Party caboose. Yeah. She died before she could finish. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> and they decide that it finally makes sense that Stanley uh, – Said that Elsa killed Ethel, but now it, it makes sense. I, like, I feel it like seems like plain, you know, very plain <laughs> spoken words. Yeah, she I, killed Ethel. I, I feel like all of the freaks came to the realization at the exact same time. There, are, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, thank God you said it. Oh, I've been thinking that so long. Oh, I knew that bitch was a murderer, but I wasn't going to say it. You know, I was afraid nobody else would back me, but. Or, you know, they're all just standing around, sipping their drink, and they're all like, shit, they realize at the same time. I don't think she ever should have covered up Ethel's murder. Why? I I just, I think there's How would you spin that? Well, exactly how it was. Ethel mistakenly believed that Elsa was responsible for something I don't even remember She's now. She's responsible for a lot of shit, and it wasn't for lack of trying that she didn't kill anybody. We've had this argument before, but yeah. Let's have the How guilty is she? But she wasn't. It was in self-defense that she killed Ethel, and I think that's perfectly reasonable. And I think that at the beginning of this season, all the little monsters, I feel like she's Lady Gaga's, you know, ancestor, (laughs) (laughs) calling them little monsters. But anyway, I think they were all genuinely on her side. Okay, that's true. It seemed like a happy little community to Elsa... Uh, decided to throw away in pursuit of her fame. So I think if she had just come clean, because, I mean, who hasn't murdered someone in this camp? If she had just said, That's true. you know, Ethel's taken to the drink and she tried to kill me. God, what is that accent? It's weird. I'm, it's it's very weird, too, that, I mean, well, I guess we'll all wait until we get to that. But it's funny right. that how much forgiveness was dished out in unexpected places. Yeah. And how much... Like, I was somewhat surprised that Jimmy just was over Maggie. I don't remember how they fell apart. I'm pretty sure that he just started drinking and he broke up with her. Well, he was drinking because mo- his mom died and he's being kind of an ass. But she was like, snap out of it. You're a leader. You don't get to have emotions or vulnerabilities. Yeah. And then, So I don't think he has any reason to be calling her a whore, a little tramp, or... Well, I just, don't know about all that. Well, I'm he just, was. I'm just saying that... I don't think he has a reason to be doing all that. It's like they forgot their own history. Huh. I don't know. Whatever. He has no reason to be mad at her. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? He's the one. No, no, no. The reason his hands are gone is arguably her. But how does he know that? Because, wait, hmm, that is a good point. How does he know that? No one has told him this yet. No. He's been in jail and he's been gone and. Huh. You're right. <laughs> I'm just saying that's you could have filled that in a little bit. You could have spent the time you spent explaining an old movie that you were going to recreate to explaining how Jimmy knew. Why was Jimmy in jail? Be because he was in jail because he got framed for the murder of the Tupperware party housemaids, housewives. Yeah, I, I was trying to backtrack, and maybe she was connected somehow with all that. But that was Dandy's doing, yep. and it was over the twins, arguably. Yep. I crazy. All right. So that's the problem I had with this. Um, anyway, <laughs> we really need to get back on track. <laughs> um, 
So the twins are in their boudoir brushing their hair and talking about how good that D was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danny shows up without knocking on their curtains, which I guess you can do. <laughs> and um, he has a file about Chester and Marjorie. Mm-hmm. His private dick <laughs> uh, tracked all that stuff down. The twins throw down the file and they say, I'll never read that until you leave. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm surprised that Dandy and the twins don't find more common ground here. You know, they both killed their own mothers. And That's true. And they have a lot in common. That's true. They could keep each other happy. Dandy's not that fucking crazy, though. I mean. Yeah, he's proven to be a lot less crazy. No, I'm sorry. The Dot is, and, and Bet are not that crazy. They're crazy, but not that crazy. Yeah, they started out really crazy and have progressively gotten less so. I don't know. Sure. They're like any teenagers. They just get crazier and crazier until you finally just let them out of the house. Huh. Uh, so uh, they say they're not going to read it. And Dandy says, oh, well, I guess you're right. And he blows them each a kiss. And then when he blows the kiss into Bet's face, she looks like a cat or a dog or any other animal. When you blow into their face, she's like, <laughs> right. right. What is this? What is this? <laughs> it was funny. Elsa. Visits Jimmy and says that she knows an Italian who can make a strikingly well-made prosthetic limb out of mm-hmm. wood. Mm-hmm. So Elsa fin- or Elsa visits Jimmy with Maximo and she says, look at my legs. I'm finally ready to reveal this to everyone. Um, uh, and then she says her only sin was loving Maximo, which I'm pretty sure that's the least of your troubles because <laughs> you've done a lot of bad things. Um and then she goes into her backstory about the person who actually took her legs was not just some no-name snuff filmmaker. He was our very own doctor from Asylum, Dr. Arden or Hans Gruper. His name was Hans Gruper. Mm-hmm. That is Alan Rickman from Die Hard. No, it's different. He's Gruber. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm Aaron Hubbard. Exactly. Hubbard. <laughs> Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so maximo like a good italian lover decides that i've been watching a lot of sopranos lately so uh, yes, yes his motivations make perfect sense to well me. i watched both godfathers over christmas it's the same thing <laughs> so like a good italian vows revenge on everyone who hurt her mm-hmm. uh so he goes around killing these guys fairly and, efficiently yeah and then he gets to the nazi doctor and um, Nazi doctor was expecting him. Shoots him in the gut and then saves him. Pretended to be an American hotel worker. Totally got him into his circle of trust. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Classic Gruber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's funny is I'm making one joke and you think I'm making another joke. And that's the one you're laughing at. You're laughing at the McGruber joke. Yes, I am. <laughs> I saw celery in his ass, and then I couldn't get rid of Uh that image. uh I'm making a diehard joke, and you're laughing at a MacGruber joke. (laughs) It's perfect. Classic, classic MacGruber. Classic, classic Aaron. (laughs) Um, So anyway, he tortured away his loving soul by sticking battery chargers to his balls. Do you think we're going to find out that he has like a some freaky like a wooden heart? Because whenever he says Pinocchio, and this is a guy who makes these realistic, incredibly accurate physiological replacements i don't think there's enough time for them to squeeze that in but i want to claim dibs on him having a wooden torso or some kind of hellboy 
wind up Nazi doctor assassin clockwork mechanism thing going on here. Well, if we do, can I can I lay claim to that theory? Maybe. Yes, you can. Okay, good. Glad I got the official ruling. I've been doing. I've been trying to do the math here, and it looks like Nazi doctor Elsa and the Italian limb maker were from the World War Two in the forties, and now we're here in the Carnival. The fifty twos. Fifty five, I think it is. I think it's fifty. Did we flash forward again? No. No, I'm no, pretty sure it starts in 54, and I think we're in 55 now. I could be wrong. And then I know that the doctor is still surviving Sorry. because he and Sister Jude and Pepper all star in Asylum, and that's in 64. Okay. So I don't know how they're going to align this with – I could see them making these seasons work, this one in Asylum work, but I just don't see how Murder House and – um, coven fit into all this. Yeah, and I'm sure you can make it, but I'm still increasingly wondering what the point of all this is. Yeah. Especially since we also know, which has really taken the tension out these last few episodes, that Elsa Mars lives until 1958, or what, long enough to be on a Time, Time Life magazine. So I don't understand why it was so important to connect asylum to car I, I know there's a lot of fans of pe- the there's a lot of people that are fans of what they're doing here i just don't understand what we're getting out of it it yeah. seems like we've not wasted but we've spent good chunks of several episodes making these connections and i for one of course not having seen asylum they mean nothing to me right they're just weird diversions so i also want to take this opportunity to kind of shoot down the dandy is the descendant of bloody face theory okay because Dandy and Dr. Thedson, I think his name was, aren't the same person. And Dr. Thedson is too old to have been uh, Dandy's son in 10 years. Okay. So I just wanted to uh, do that. (laughs) Noted. Okay. So now we've got Chester going through a dry run in the big top, his first one. It's not going so well. There's already dissent among his followers. I, why did Dot and Bet volunteer to not be his assistant anymore when they were in their internal monologue deeply unsure about whether he's not passing judgment? Do you think that was a test? Like, let's see if he flips out and kills someone. Or what is yeah. the deal? No, it, I mean, it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's like, I'm going to take a step back and just see how things work themselves out, but... I don't know. Maybe they did think that he was going to kill someone. Hmm. All right. That's, uh, yeah, they read this file, heard about how he, like, gruesomely murdered two women, and they are two women. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't In argue. I can't argue with that. Okay. Well, I, I just thought it was weird that they came up with this, this, this plan to kind of, they wanted to kind of observe him to see, because it's entirely possible. And quite, and, 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 and honestly, more likely of the two possibilities, the dandy's just making shit up. It's true. I mean, and people have accused, on... heard, the, you know, the, of Dot and Bet of that, you know, dandy's a murderer, Jimmy, someone they trust. Yeah. But now they're believing dandy when he has a clear conflict of interest. What? I think it's makes, I mean, neither Bet nor Dot have been shown to be like intellectual giants, but damn. You know, speaking of intellectual giants, but damn, <laughs> I, I don't understand how his uh, 
his gumshoe was able to find out all this information about Chester, but the police can't find him. He's wanted for the double homicide of his wife and the neighbor lady who were boning. There's only one thing cops are good for around these parts, and that's harassing freaks. That's and sexist. and beating them to death. All right. That's it. We've got to keep this moving. Yes. <laughs> so Maggie volunteers because I think she wants to find some kind of purpose and something to do to win over the hearts and minds of the freaks. Yeah, she's um, a little, trying a little too hard. Trying a little too hard. And yeah. it, it's to, to no avail, which yeah. I thought was glorious. Uh, so he calls her Lucy and he has everyone take their places backstage and you can see him losing his so hilariously mind. drawn out. I, my name's not Lucy. I'm Maggie. And then he's like, sh- br- you know, but, telling her to shut up. Who are you talking to? Why are you using the handcuffs? Yeah. I don't this understand before. this. I can't fold up. My, I just like. And not once does she call for help. Even when the saw is halfway through her body. And well, all- she started screaming and I think that's a general and blood started gushing out. That's a general call for help, but it was gloriously too late. Yeah. Maggie is dead. Thank God. Yeah. Like, so the, the, I'm so glad they didn't go for the happy ending for her because the idea that these freaks would just let this be forgiven yeah. is ludicrous. It is. I did not like that at all. And I'm glad uh, she got brought to justice or some form of justice. I laughed so hard at the end of this. Yeah, you did. Oh, my God. It really tickled your funny bone. It was the way the guts spilled out. It was the fact that her torso was like two sizes too big for her body. It's like she had an – it's like they cut A-Rod in half. That's a real magic trick. (laughs) They cut a big dude in half. And then when your guts spill out, you're not that big still. And, I, I, Uh you know, whatever. I don't care. And then there's the fact that Chester – Drops the saw and he turns around. He's slipping in blood and he goes, ta-da. Yeah, but that kind of evil croak version of ta-da, it was really funny. That's where I started laughing when he did the ta-da. It was was just too much. That's my favorite scene of American Horror Story ever so far. Yeah. Um that's that's one of my I, I love doing that trick like anytime there's like a physical disaster happening like you're tripping and you're falling <laughs> or you drop something and glass shatters mm-hmm. if you can have the presence of mind in that half second wherever all eyes are on you and everyone's like <gasps> if you can manage a ta-da Perfect. no matter what the situation Forget brings it. down the house yeah if you can if you can if you can keep that in your back pocket <laughs> it's a really get ahead in life type strategy so uh so Legless Susie says that uh, Maggie deserved it, uh-huh. and uh, they say, well, what should we do now? And Desiree says, we steal her jewelry and bury the bitch. I love it. <laughs> so great. Love it. Uh, Desiree's not in much in the season, but what she's in is classic. Oh, no. Angela Bassett really brings the thunder. Um, Did I call her Andrea? I said Desiree, right? Yeah, you said Desiree. Okay, good. Um, so Sorry, my brain just misfired <laughs> like it does. <laughs> So we're back at the trailer, and uh, and Chester finally just loses it and kills Marjorie. Kills Marjorie. Kills Marjorie. Which, I don't know. I, I love Neil Patrick Harris. I did not care for the Marjorie deal. No, I... No. Neither did I. He was really funny, and I liked what character he was playing. I just... The, the whole doll and the watching the sex and all that stuff wasn't working for me really well. Yeah, I, and I don't understand how he suddenly came to without, like, therapy or some sort of, like, awakening or some sort of realization. What do you mean came to? He hasn't come to. Yeah, he realized she was a doll and then he killed her. 
Well, but then he sobbed and turned himself in as for the murder of a doll. Okay. No, he's going to – it would be interesting to see if he gets played forward a little bit because he's going to be, you know – well, I guess I can't put him in asylum retroactively. No. But he going to the asylum. No, asylum. not to the chair. Asylum's in the future from now. I know. And that's what I'm saying. He's insane. He turned himself into the cops. Yeah. He will be in an asylum. I don't know if he will be in – Well, yeah, he can't. I understand what you're saying now. I'm sorry. I'm saying American Horror Story Season 5 could be Asylum 2 Electric Boogaloo. I I wouldn't put it past Murphy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's going to be Aliens. That's official prediction. Okay. Aliens. But I thought that was also what they did in Asylum, right? They did a lot of stuff with Asylum. There were Nazis. There were zombies. There were aliens. There were serial killers. Okay. There were nuns. Poor Captain Crunch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're back in 1946 at Jimmy's first show. He's throwing up in the chamber pot backstage and uh, finally... He's supposed to be like 12 or 14, which is really funny, which is really funny. Yeah. I I think they would have done better just casting casting a kid, uh, some some all-American apple-cheeked kid and throwing lobster boy hands on him. We would have gotten it when Elsa started talking to him. Yeah. It was – and some of the stuff I think Ryan Murphy thinks is funny and is kind of just trolling us like, oh, this kid's supposed to be – you know, he was 18 back then. We've gone back eight years. He's going to be like 10 to 14, but we'll just leave the same actor in. I mean that's that's crazy. That's (laughs) crazy. it truly is. Um, like you can get away with making um, Angela or psh, no uh, shoot Elsa. Elsa. What's her name? Elsa. Oh, you mean Jessica Lang? Yeah, you can get away with making Jessica Lang look like she's in her thirties. You cannot get away with making Jimmy look like he's you know never shaved. No, again. there's vast amounts of change that happen in your body in those ten years. Yes, that they- <laughs> yes. it doesn't work. Okay, so uh, he ain't Benjamin Button. <laughs> So he's fondly remembering his mother and how she made him feel. And Eve calls him back to reality. And he's up and he's moving around. And uh, she says, Maggie's dead. Do you want the details? He For says, the record, my, no. my my phone autocorrected Maggie to Maggots. Maggots, Maggots dead. dead. I <laughs> wish. That would have been so much better of a nickname for her. Yeah. Got so Edgington like, and Maggot. You missed your chance. Um, so Elsa, she says that Elsa's going to be the next to die. And <laughs> Jimmy's like, okay, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm I'm reading the script. I'm reading the script as I'm reciting it. So whatever. As I'm screaming it at back yeah, at you. Yeah. Um. And then they pull, and then she looks at the uh, the blueprint blueprints rather for his new hand, and it's got articulated fingers, and I think that'll be a really nice wooden hand. You know if what? He ever got it? I don't understand why everyone's creaming over this guy's prosthetics. They're carved wooden appendages. I think they're beautiful. But are they functional? I mean, obviously, matter. I guess That's, Elsa's I don't care are how super functional. functional. It is. Yeah, but like they're just legs. You stand on them. Yeah. But I was really interested to see how the articulated fingers would have worked. But I don't know. I'd much rather have a functional. Like if I could get like a, a, an Adventure Time style fin claw, mm-hmm. I'd much rather have a functional pincher or claw than I would to have claw. a very beautiful but less functional hand, like a realistic prosthetic hand. All right. Much rather have a hook. All right. Well. Remember that when I lose lose my arm. <sighs> Not giving you shit. <laughs> um. So the twins walk did in. Jim, a- did I dream it or did Jimmy actually say the words? You can't jerk off with a hook. 
I'm pretty sure you said that. On okay. Or watching TV, you fucking <laughs> really? monster. And I and I missed because I'm like that was actually kind of a funny quip. <laughs> you know, nowadays you just get like a flashlight attachment, but that's that's a super problem. Oh if you got God. two, if you got two hooks, no, no, no. Although on Reddit last week I saw a no, don't. I can't talk about my the mother guy. listens to this podcast. I can't talk about the guy who's the got seal hanger? flippers like no, Paul no. that masturbates with a coat hanger. I can't oh, tell people so about funny. this. And you already did. There you go. Uh, Google for it. No, don't Reddit, do so. that. Do not do that. <laughs> Everyone should see a man masturbate with a hanger. No, you shouldn't. Just just to see all the beautiful possibilities. All right, that are we're in done life. talking about this. Okay, the twins walk in on Elsa. And uh, it's like Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic sh- Park, life finds a way. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Twins walk in on Elsa and she's removing her legs. And suddenly this is the first time ever in all these years that anyone has ever accidentally walked in on Elsa removing her legs. Suddenly it's this big open secret. Right. Elsa has got fake legs. Nobody ever looked closely through her hose at the lines and the grains <laughs> in the wood. Uh-huh. You can't see through hose, obviously. Anyway. Um, she but, says but Paul that, knew, right? Please tell me Paul the Seal Boy knew the woman he was fucking occasionally had m- wooden legs. No, of course not. <laughs> um, she blindfolded him through a sheet of memory foam rubber with a hole cut in it through his willy. And he that's the only way he would not willy? know. There's willy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Seal Boy and Willie. That sounds like a 70s era costume crusader type. Porn. Porn, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, she says, You saved our lives, and, uh, now we're even. Because Elsa's been harping all season about how she saved them, she saved them. Sure. Which she, is pretty much, it's did, kind of yeah. bullshit, if you ask me. Um,. So back in, back in Ethel's trailer, she is, or Desiree is rounding up all the freaks and preparing. Freaks are getting turned up for murder. <laughs> they are. They're getting turned up to 11 for murder. <laughs> they are. Um, I think this is a nice, uh, sort of, my brain's not working. What's the opposite word for callback? I guess it is kind of a callback. A foreshadowing? No, it's a foregleam. In the movie Freaks, they drink out of the loving cup An as a community. A reference. No, it's the opposite of that. Oh, okay. So, but kind of the same thing. They drink <laughs> out of the loving cup as a team. Uh-huh. They all drink together, and then the character they end up turning into a freak doesn't drink out of the cup. Okay. In this scene, Desiree drinks an entire bottle by herself and then smashes it. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. It's the opposite of divvying it up the drink. She just Maybe she was supposed to pass a bottle and she just decided to shotgun it herself. No, Desiree's not supposed to do shit. She's got three tits. You can't tell her nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So they go and hunt her down and tear apart her tent and Elsa's not there. She is in a car in the rain meeting with the dandy. Mm-hmm. And for a stack of cash, she exchanges a manila envelope with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has a great line here where she says, uh, I'm not a damsel in distress, but I am in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, anything to say about those scenes? Eh, not really. I thought that maybe Dandy gave her a car, but she actually has that car, right? I've yeah, seen her I'm pretty sure it's Stanley's car. She's yeah. driving. Actually. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So well, uh, nice and tidy. 
So Chester goes to the police station and turns himself in to the local police. R.I.P. the of- most entertaining character since Twisty. Marjorie? Well, R in jail, I guess. No, uh, uh, Chester. Well, he's not dead yet. I know. He's he's in – I said R.I.J., so rest in jail. <laughs> Why would he be in jail? Because he just committed a murder. His Did hands he? are covered with a woman – an actual real live woman's blood. But they buried a body. I guess it's the 50s. You could probably get out of this because there's no DNA testing or whatnot. So we don't know what happened in Chester, but he's not in a great place right now. No. Um, I don't see how he gets out of the madhouse. I'm just saying you can't arrest a person for confessing to stabbing a ventriloquist dummy. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So... So what part of you thought that maybe that was the top half of Mar or of Maggie's body? You know for any second. You know it's interesting because I didn't the only reason I didn't think that is because I was going through all the possibilities. Like if, if Ma Petit was still being alive, I would have put all my monies. Yeah. That that was I thought that was going to be a real body. But the top half of Maggie, that I wish I'd thought of that, but I hadn't. That's a that was a really strong idea. In fact, god damn it, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> That that was just laying there for you. That was an easy tip in. I, well, that's the thing is retroactively I thought about it and I thought, well, he said I'm going to confess to the murder of a young woman and it could be either size. So I never for a second thought it was Maggie, but I thought back and maybe no, that's that was what they exactly the size of the top half, not counting yeah. her giant torso. They got enlarged from all the trauma. Yeah. That's what happens. The inflammation at the wound site. That's what made her. It happens like that. It does. It just double swells up like a tire in summer. Just boom. All the organs on the inside just swell up like a balloon. Yup. That's how it works. That's science. <laughs> um. So freaks in the morning, freaks in the evening, freaks, freaks at for supper, supper time. time. Uh, Dandy shows up to take the reins, and they're all like, "What are you doing here?" And he's all like, "Here's my paperwork, and I have so much money." And they're like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> Did you see the little man trip? Yeah, that was really funny. In the beginning of the scene where um, Paul... I thought it was so distracting. What, that, how did they not catch that in editing? It's kind of like the scene in Star Wars where the stormtrooper smacks his head going through the door. That's in the movie. It's in every version of the movie. George Lucas, you know, could have edited that out. Han Solo shooting first style. He chose not to. So I thought it was funny. And also, you you observed it first. But what's really funny is the the actor cracks up when he yeah, trips. He starts laughing. Everybody else, and he's kind of slightly behind everyone, so no one else notices. But he's kind of like, "Whoa, whoa I just did that." No, yeah, good for him for keeping it moving, tripping, yeah. and then you know walking right over and just he sold it, yeah. sold it. But yeah, definitely check that if you still got it on DVR. It's pretty funny. It's wor- worth watching. Uh, Paul says, "Has this always been your dream?" And he says, "Yes, yes, it has." And you know what? I think he fits really well there. I yes. can only imagine how many heinous acts he's going to commit. Well. I mean, he still killed less people than Russell Edgington. And, you know, he was a – so it's like how much worse can this – and I think we got feedback to this effect. But how much worse can the freak show get at this point? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to try to see him try to kill Amazon Eve. Oh, my God. She would destroy him. He'll get his ass torn limb from limb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So then he hears some chirping going on behind yep. the stage, mm-hmm. and he goes back there to find uh, Russell Edgington. Russell now, Meep- Meepington now. Russell Meepington now. I feel like this really dishonors Meep's memory. 
to put him in his old costumes. I mean, he didn't kill Meep, so it's like, what does he owe Meep? They needed a new Meep. They need a new geek. He's a geek in training. I didn't. I don't know if it would be disrespectful because in some way it'd be seen as vengeance. Right. I mean, are they trying to say that 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 this is the guy that brought death into their camp, and so you know, Meep was the one of the first of the, that chain. Yeah. Maybe they're making that association, but I don't know. Um, I also think it's interesting that in two, maybe three days' time, this man is healed enough to just be in a pen by himself with these <laughs> with these wounds that are already closing and well, if he, if, functioning. I don't know. If he tracks along like uh, Paul, he'll be up walking around next week. So what the fuck is wrong with Jimmy then? He's just got stumps. I know. He should be over that already. I know. I know. But he needs constant cleaning. So just so he can scream because it's in his contract. He has to scream 50% of his screen time. And it's Rus- scream time <laughs> for him. It's in his contract. Yeah. And Russell Meepington can just rub some chicken shit in it and just get over it. Mm-hmm. We have a really strong theory. We have a lot of really strong predictions and theories and feedback. I can't wait to get to it. Um, speaking of really oh, strong God. theories. Oh, God. This was not one of them. Um, Are we talking Jimmy's, about the perfect hands yet? Jimmy has has requested some perfect hands. Hams. Yes. Perfect hams. He, but he, he was also disappointed to only get the hands. To only get the hands. But they were perfect hands. So, I mean, that's that Italian to English sort of translation thing. Things get lost there. Um, And he made him lobster hands. Yeah. Like, why? I don't you know. You have the opportunity to get something that's close to being, like, functional. I understand that well, the- it's sentimental. Yeah. But your lobster hands, your original lobster hands, they worked to, like, zip up your fly so that you could go to the bathroom or so you could light a cigarette like you say you want to. Mm -hmm. But these don't work at all. You can't hold anything, and they're just not functional. I mean, they're pretty. I like his wooden creations, but I guess that's all I have to say about it. Well, I think it's interesting that there's actually a real-life counterpart to this, which is – and I'm – I got to preface this by saying I don't know a lot about this and I don't really know how I feel about this. But um, in the the capital D deaf culture, it's it's, it, it's it's the ones that identify, you know, with with the disability of being deafness as part of a unique, distinct culture, you know, that has its own language death. and some forms of expression. I yes. you said death. Sorry, sorry. Capital like that D. that was some weird like Reddit cult. No, no. D-E-A-F. Um, that's very controversial, these cochlear implants that can restore or – and even give people that have been deaf from birth uh, the ability to hear. And not the exact same way we do, but if you can, he- if you've heard the simulations, it's actually striking that you can go from like zero hearing to get these cochlear implants and then be able to distinguish speech and to hear music and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I've seen videos. But there's on a lot YouTube. of a lot of a lot of people in the deaf culture that are very that are very uh, anti that because they don't perceive their disability as having anything that's necessarily wrong with them, and they don't they see that as a threat to their culture. Um, so. I think and and their identity, and I think that Jimmy sees these lobster hands. Finally, I think we're supposed to understand that he's seeing these as part of his identity and this freak that he identi- he identifies as part of this freak culture, and that's why he wanted him to make these these perfect hands. And again, but isn't I don't, that an insult to the culture of people who don't have hands? <laughs> I, yeah, like why I mean, not just embrace the stumps? That's your life now. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's probably so there there's might be a, a class of people that don't have hands that are out that are outraged at any prosthetics. I don't think it's the same right. thing because I think the it, it's particular to to deaf people. Like blind people don't have right. this I, because being deaf in a way that being blind isn't is something that sets you apart from the rest of the mainstream culture. And I think that's kind of like maybe what it's like to be a freak when you're in this freak show that you cannot literally participate in regular culture. So I don't know. I, it was I don't a little know. Dopey I think deaf, and, and deaf people are an exception because they are they're different. They're very proud. I uh-huh. learned from my studies. Uh-huh. I took some sign language classes. Uh-huh. Um, but I think most other people just want to have the best quality of life. It's not about being like other people. Yeah. It's like the people who get those cool little running flipper things. Yeah, yeah. So if when you have when you lose yeah, your the leg, springy, the springy sprinter ones, yeah. Yeah, and then you can run and it's awesome. Or get the cochlear implants and you can hear music mm-hmm. or Bionic. getting a hook or anything useful on your hand so that you can do things without being assisted all the yeah. time. I mean Having your own independence and freedom and the best quality of life you can provide yourself, there's something to be said for that. Certainly. And like I said, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is that the no, guy who true. plays Jimmy I've, is a terrible actor. I've never and his been character is anything gross. other than a perfectly able-bodied person. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I can't be the – I don't know. I'm just saying I wouldn't ever want to be not a perfectly able-bodied person. I, I, uh, I'm right there. I'm right there with so, you. But I can't speak on their behalf. So, anyway, this is a show about people who identify as freaks. I'm starting to feel guilty for having any sort of opinion on this. <laughs> Do we have uh, feedback or bills to pay or something? <laughs> yeah, just something to distract from your rampant ableism. Uh, <laughs> I hey, apologize since, for it. Since you, you, this is, you, you uh, have taken over the show. I think it's only fair that you do the pimping. Okay. I will give you one whole dollar if, if you do the pimping for this podcast. I don't need your money. <laughs> I got my yeah, own dollar. Make my own money. Uh, you can email me at Cecily at baldmove.com and you can send me wire transfers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all Chase the uh, pimping quick we've pay. got to do. <laughs> Chase quick pay. That's all you need. Chase uh, quick pay. Quick. Quick. Quick pay. Um, so you can support us at patreon.baldmove.com. Nope. And nope, you that's can not go that's to wrong. That's wrong. Facebook. Dot bald move at Twitter. <laughs> oh, that is also wrong. <laughs> uh, um, suppable s u p p a b l e slash bald move. <laughs> Come on, just do it. I can't. Spelled m u umulat v <laughs> bald move. Uh, go to vogue.co.uk. And type in up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, and then keep pressing the letter A and just see what happens. I promise you I won't infect your computer, but really do that. It's fun. All right. Uh, this That was a real That was a real way. That was a real one. That you can support Cecily. <laughs> every time, you, every time uh, you hit A, she gets... A little happier. A little happier. How happy can we make her by next episode? Uh, let's see. This is like a Tinkerbell clap your hand situation. Yeah, and then email me all the joy that you've received. There you go. 
Uh, so let's go to feedback. First up, Samantha W said, guys, so sorry to go all the way back to Pepper's episode at the mid season break. My God, it's like four, four weeks ago. Quit trying to make Pepper happen. Samantha. Uh, she goes, but I can't believe no one brought up this point about Pepper's little nephew slash son slash whatever. My husband and I are pretty sure the reason the baby kept being referred to as a freak or as being deformed was because the mom was like 50 years old when she had him. And also she was a raging alcoholic who didn't know she's pregnant. The baby probably had a combination of Down syndrome and or fetal alcohol syndrome. Both conditions are now known to cause some physical abnormalities. But in the 50s, when this show takes place, I'm willing to bet knowledge of these conditions is pretty scarce. All right. So. Solid theory. Everyone Mm -hmm. has decided to take this opportunity to make us feel like idiots for not thinking these things through. (laughs) But then again, isn't that the point of us being here? (laughs) That's just true. make fools of ourselves. That's true. So anyway, Allison, that was a very strong theory. That's Samantha, actually. Samantha Allison. Uh huh. Samantha, Samantha Allison, Allison W. Um. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Uh, I think that's <laughs> entirely more possible than Pepper being raped. Okay. I think they're not mutually exclusive. She could have got. Oh wait, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they, are. <laughs> they definitely are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Unless Pepper was taken to the gin, like. That's, she said she was. That's what she's saying. She she got addicted to gin and then shot her eggs up into her ovaries, her 50-year-old shriveled eggs. Whoa. And there you go. Uh, Jen F. said, I was thinking the only reason I still watch was still watching this show was to listen to your podcast. The only reason we're li- still watching the show is to do this podcast. So <laughs> we're all in this together. I actually considered skipping the episode and just listening to the cast, but I'm glad I didn't. Magical thinking reminded me why I love the show. The dynamic of the dandy versus crazy Peter Marjorie is wonderful. I also enjoyed the twin sex because we've waited long enough. I agreed the worst part of the episode is Jimmy. Quit trying to act bro. So sad because we all did love last episode. We did. And I don't uh, – I'm going to let the listeners vent a bit. Uh, George Serrano has pictures, predictions, He's pictures of what he has pictures of addiction. He's got predictions. <laughs> Ryan Murphy desperately tries to tie more seasons in with these last two episodes. He sent this right after the last podcast. Oh, okay. So these are like not including this episode predictions. And that is a win for you. He is desperately trying to connect these seasons. Thank you. Uh, Dandy kills Chester and buys slash steals the freak show, forcing the freaks to perform on Halloween. Dandy didn't kill Chester, but you're going to get a partial credit for the buy steals freak show. And if they, he does force the freaks to perform on Halloween, that would, because you are so desperate to bring Edward Mordrick back. He's coming back before the end of the season. I swear to God, he will. That is a prediction. I am standing. We have one episode left. Do you think they can smash that into one episode? It's probably going to be like, first of all, you're crazy Elsa if you don't think tom- tomorrow's oh, going to be. Oh, that's what's going to happen. Elsa is going to have like a battle a la Voldemort and Harry in. <laughs> there's going to be some prior encantum going Harry on. Harry Potter. Yeah. And then there's going to be like some force field and then there's going to be like ghosts of freaks past. And they'll be like, we'll protect you, Elsa. <laughs> we can keep him distracted and Cedric you Diggory must go comes now. out. So here's here's get here, to the port key. There's three pillars that my prediction rests on, and they are solid. They are resting on granite. Number one, you're crazy if you don't think next episode is going to be an hour and a half long, because Ryan Murphy has written himself into five corners, and he needs extra time. And FX, for whatever reason, just gives it to him. Five corners. So How there's going to be gain access to the Pentagon. There's plenty. Well, he tagged along Matthew McConaughey into the Tesseract space. 
Good. So I like what you've done here. There you go. Number one, we're going to have a giant size episode. So there's plenty of time to get some of these loose ends. Like Maggie's torso. Number two, uh, we know there's got to be a flash forward deal with Elsa because we got the Time Life article. That means there's multiple Halloween. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. I got to get my three pillars out. There's multiple Halloweens between this episode and the in the next episode, potentially, that we could visit. Mm-hmm. Number three, it's super cool to have Twisty and Mordrake come back. Boom. Those are my three pillars. Those aren't. Okay. First of all, you should have built your pillars with marble because granite will just crumble as soon as I take a fucking sledgehammer to it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I don't. I don't think Elsa's coming back. Elsa took her stack of cash and she's off to Hollywood. I think we're that going is to a see, terrible prediction. No, I think we're going to see gonna Elsa. Rue it. I think we're going to see Elsa in Hollywood, and mm. she's going to be fine. We don't need to see her again, honestly. I think the stack of cash, the time life cover, she's she's done so. But I think we will see her again next episode. I'm calling it. It's a fine. It's going to be the final shot of the season. More Drake coming back to bring her into his dark embrace the final shot because she is a freak we know she okay here's okay. the thing i just Flash. i just figured out she is a freak we know she's a freak okay because there. because she he mordrick appeared to her because so she's a freak she got to perform on halloween live on air that's what's going to fuck her over it's a bold prediction boom i, I just cracked this case wide open wide open that's what's going to happen uh, this back to you and just laugh in your face <laughs> next week. George, hour and a half thing. You can have that. All right. Uh, the only way I can predict to stop that from happening is to not release this podcast and delete this file. Why would you do that? But then it's you like you can stop that from it's happening. It's a risk next reward. Week. It's a risk reward because my prediction will not be made. But then I think my prediction is going to come true. So oh, I see. Anyway, anyway, let's let's get back to George's email. Okay. This is the thing we should be focusing Sorry, on. Sorry, George, because he's on he's on a hot streak. I'm liking a lot of the stuff. Uh, Jimmy ends up with the with the girl and the freak show when it's all over. What girl? Because if it's Maggie, that is a definite bust. Yeah. Well, this is from before last week. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So and are you just doing this to embarrass George? Because that's so rude. I'm not. Also, Stan, I, this is my favorite one. Stanley's Edgington will be displayed in the Morbidity Museum. Stanley's Edgington. That's giant tough. giant phallus? You yeah. You can't just hack that thing away and not do something with it. That's what I'm saying. You stuff it in a jar and you display it in a Morbidity Museum. No, you can't. You take a mold of it. For a you successful line of the proprietor of that establishment's head is in a jar. I'm pretty sure that place is not open for business anymore. So you think they're going to close down that place just because a director got murdered? I don't think so. I uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm on your side here, George. Uh, some current episode feedback. Laura McPhee's got a bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> she says it hardly seems like this. This is the same season that had Twisty in it. She wants to know what happened to Theo Huxtable. What was the point of that? Damn good question. Damn good question. Damn good questions. How in the hell? On a list of good questions I have running here that we're going to address at the end of next week's podcast. Okay. Uh, She says, I did like the reference to the sign of the cross when Elsa said they would watch a movie, a nice callback to Asylum, which I don't get that reference. Wait, what was it? She says, uh, I like the reference to the sign of the cross when Elsa said they would watch a movie. Yeah. It's that they're all nuns. So she made the sign of the cross when she talked about making watching the movie. I think I don't may get the a... reference oh. at all because I didn't see Asylum and I don't understand what she's talking about. No, I I think which I think it's just a religious symbol. Maybe I didn't I missed it in the episode. Maybe they right. did like the whole cross your heart thing. So you don't get or, it either. Or this there is dangerous. Was a, no, there's nothing to get. 
they are nuns in asylum. There was some sort of cross thing going on in the scene, but I didn't see that. So I'm not sure what she's referencing to. Well, I thought it could also be that didn't they mention another movie title before, like Russell Edgington said, and it could have been the sign because she capitalized the the sign of the cross. Sign of the cross. Okay. So there's a movie called The Sign of the Cross. Right. That I don't get. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Jesus. Uh, Bronco Truck said, I remember Aaron and Cecily talking about how it's weird seeing NPH in a sex scene in the show because it's pretty common knowledge that he's super gay. Well, I'm here to drop some knowledge bomb on you guys. Sarah Paulson is also gay. I think both NPH and Paulson had some good chemistry in the scenes they have together. Bat and Dot have really come off as having being really smitten with Chester. Um, What do you think of that? I agree. Uh, George S was calling his shots in Facebook because he was gloating over his email. He goes, there goes my Arden theory. There goes my 1930s freaks reference. There goes Dandy buying the freak show swoosh. Nothing but net. Uh, frack and T also claimed, I think both of these guys are legit. I'm not saying that they claimed this. Uh, but he also claimed, uh, Dr. Arden from asylum as the guy who cut off Elsa's leg. Uh, Joe N opines that next week will be, has got to be my least anticipated finale in TV history. How they managed to go an entire season without let setting anything up to pay off in the end is a pretty impressive accomplishment. I love hate watching this show. I guess I can see that, that it's going to be not much of a payoff. I, well, like what's the tension here? Um, I don't care about Stanley's dead. Maggie's dead. I don't care about Elsa. I guess I'm kind of interested in the twins. Dandy's got what he wanted, so no one's in danger anymore. How about Paul and Snake Girl? How is that? They don't really have an arc that's going anywhere, though. No. No, it's not. They haven't been around at all. Yeah. They're just going to get more tattoos together next episode? Hmm. I don't know. It would be interesting because she... It would be interesting if next episode just makes out that Elsa's ludicrously happy and ludicrously famous. And again, more Drake comes to lower the boom at the end of the episode. Maybe you don't need 90 minutes for that, too. I don't All know. Right. Uh, Nathan P. Uh, takes us out, I believe. He says, let's get ready for a Fiesta cast because Maggie is dead. Woo-hoo! Finally, after episodes and episodes of rom-com drama and bullshit, we finally have a mere margin of justice in the show. I totally agree. Best part of the episode. Maggie's death is so much more than I could have hoped for. At first, I thought that due to Murphy in general, she was going to get away with all the bullshit she's done this season. But the last minute, they decide to kill two birds with one stone and have the new psychopath in town brutally chop her in two. And she totally deserved it. Uh, we continue to agree. Applaud your email. <laughs> Love to tie into season two with Hans Gruber. I'm sure many people would have speculated that Elsa's amputation was linked to Arden, the Nazi doctor who himself goes on a spree of source. The Marjorie is magical theory can probably be dropped now. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> yeah. That's, it's dead. Don't, don't have to humor me. My, Did I my tell feelings. you how wrong you were, by <laughs> yes, the way? Yes. Yes. My, feel, my, my feelings uh, don't exist. I'm like Pinocchio. I have a heart made out of... Uh, You're like Maximo? Yeah. I have a heart made out of a block of wood and a couple of cogs. Feel the loving tortured out of you <laughs> by being so wrong. <laughs> I say cogs, I meant clogs. You know, the like country western dancing shoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mean the Dutch shoe that's made out of wood. <laughs> that too, that too. Clocks. You haven't heard of clogging? No. You're, you grew up in Indiana, you never heard of clogging. You grew up in Texas, shut up. 
<laughs> and that's the they would clog the shit out of the place down there. <laughs> yeah, that's Clogging, what you know about this clog, thing, and I do not. All Tornado Alley clogs. Clogged? Yeah, tra- traditional tornado remedy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says, I'm kind of annoyed uh, with MPH that he's been constantly teased as coming soon on AHS since about episode five, yet he arrives in 11, only be locked up in 12 and probably concluded in 13. Yeah, I he think, came pretty hard this episode. I think you're pretty optimistic, too. I don't think we're going to see him in episode 13. Uh, <laughs> I think he'll be around. I, <laughs> I uh, The triple orgasm can't come much harder than that. I really hope that MPH stays on for future AHS seasons because he is pretty great. Dare I say it, legendary. I've been really sad without my daily dandy gore, but MPH psycho murders are just as good. I just realized for a minute I forgot Neil Patrick Harris's real name. I said MPH so much. Yeah. Or as we like to say uh, in this episode, well, how do you, what's the Chester? What's the NATO alphabet word for N? For N? Nepal. I said it was Navy. The Naples, other day. Navy. It's Navy. Napolitan. P Hotel. What's P? Shit. I don't know any of these things. Hotels, H. Patrick. Patrick. Navy, Patrick. It's Neil Patrick Harris. That's what they do. Hotel. That's actually what they use. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Patrick Hotel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Dandy in charge. Is that really such a bad thing now? I mean, the only real innocent left is Elsa, and she just took a trip to Hollywood. No innocence. Are in Hollywood for sure. The twins killed their mother, a fact that is apparently easily ignored by everyone. Yep. Jimmy killed the officer, a fact he's ignored. Desiree is seemingly very bloodthirsty, and the rest of Freaks seem to have an infinite supply of cleavers for killing people. Granted, Stanley deserved it, but under Danny's tutelage, could this freak show become the ultimate murder machine? What if Why? the dandy challenges Mordrake for freak damnation supremacy? Isn't that kind of. No, I think Danny enjoys life too much hmm. and in all of its pleasures. But isn't that kind of against the point? Isn't that the whole – their whole gimmick is that they're all about life and togetherness. That's and the thing, man. individuality and things. I feel like just like in the case of True Blood, they lost their social commentary metaphor and what they were trying to say about the freaks and the freak culture – and just decided to do whatever. And I'm kind of disappointed a little bit in that. Hmm. But on the other hand, the other way to look at it is all the genuine freaks have been nothing but sweethearts. All of the actors pretending to be freaks have been the assholes. So maybe there's a level of layer of meta commentary on this. That all the fakes and phonies are assholes. The, the true freaks and the Mordrake sense of the word are also are all real Real sweet sweethearts. You are a lot more hopeful than most. <laughs> yeah, I've got my hands in the cruel god, Ryan Murphy. The, the hands cruel of a... lobster hand god. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got for email. If you'd like to add to the pile, you can send in stuff to AHS. That is American Horror Story. Alpha Hotel Sierra. Alpha Harris Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at baldmove.com. You can also uh, talk to us on facebook.com slash baldmove or participate in our forums, forums.baldmove.com. That's all I got. Until next week, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Bye-bye.